You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it and I ran him back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. How are we doing early in the morning? I am the big Don Dada. I am the quarterback, or at least the backup quarterback for the show. In case you don't know, my main man, Martin Houston, is running his mayoral campaign, so I will be filling in for the week. Well, again, my name is Joshua White, but I would be remiss if I didn't introduce my partner in crimes back there. Right now, we got the big three back in there. We got, uh, you know, I'm like LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, uh, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy, uh, any way you want to call it. You know, uh, y'all, how about my producers introduce themselves back there as well, if you don't mind. What's happening, Josh? This is Joe again today, and McKaylin is here. What's up, McKaylin? Hey. <laughs> hey, man, it's it's always good to wake up in the morning, man. It's always a good day when you're above the ground. So we're going to go ahead and get it started, man. We... It's uh, let's just say we have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. We we running a little low on the sugar for the Kool Aid today, right, Joe? So we we got right. right. We, it's been a slow sports day, but we got to create the conversation, right? That's that's why I'm here, right? That's my job, you know. And I and I pride myself in doing my job. So we was talking today, right? And and what in today's uh the discourse we're gonna have today is, and it's based off two questions. Did Tom Brady transcend sports with a seventh Super Bowl ring? And what quantifies greatness? What quantifies being a GOAT? Now, as I said, man, seven championships, we all know Michael Jordan is 6-0. and oh. You know, uh, as far as team sports, we have never seen somebody be this good for so long, um, you know, like, like the LeBron James of the world, like the Kobe Bryant's of the world, Michael Jordan's of the world. You know, it's just, it's very rare that we're able to see a quarterback keep up this level of play, and every year he's beating Father Tom. It's like... Everybody say Father Tom is undefeated to Tom Brady come around, right? So, so we gotta we gotta acknowledge him, and we gotta uh, we gotta how can I say fully appreciate this moment because who done ever did it? So, Joe, what do you think? Do you think trans, uh, Tom Brady transcends the sport of football? Is he just the the greatest quarterback? Oh man, uh, he's playing probably the toughest position in, in all of sports. So I think that. Uh, I think he he transcends all 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 football because uh mostly because of how popular football is and, and he plays the hardest position position in the game. Hmm. That's that that's a good take right there, right? Because how do we quantify greatness in athlete, in athletics, right? Because if we going off a of pier, bigger, stronger, faster, jump higher, he in the bottom ten percentile. Now that's no diss to my man Brady, even though he built like a tub of lard. I say it affectionately. <laughs> like my man uh, Stephen A. Smith said, you know what I'm saying? But it don't matter. I built yourself like it. So, hey, man, don't mind me, Tom. I, I, hey, I be built like that too. But, hey, look, you know, um, if we're talking about pair athleticism, he's in the bottom 10, right? And I got some names that 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 just come to mind when I think pair athlete. I think of the Bo Jacksons of the world who was rumored to run a 4-1 at, what, 220 pounds in, his, in the prime of his career. Uh, I'm thinking of Michael Jordan, pair athleticism, over a 45-inch vertical. Strong, could run a 4-3 in his prime. LeBron James, bigger, stronger, fa- just as fast as Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking of Deion Sanders, somebody that played dual sports. You know, somebody that was coming off the helicopter to play championship games in both football and baseball, right? So uh, what else do we got that can quantify uh, greatness and athleticism? So then I started coming up with a list. Is it impact on sports? Because if we're talking impact on sports, I mean, Allen Iverson might be one of the most influential 
athletes of all time. If you look at today's uh, NBA landscape, all of these guys are product of Allen Iverson, the score first guard, the um, the like I said, score first guard, shoot first guard, the tattoos, the embodiment of hip hop culture within uh, basketball, right? And and who's had more impact on uh, on their sport than Allen Iverson? We talking about somebody not only changed the dress code of the NBA, but he changed the schematics of the NBA. Uh, giving people room to be smaller players and still be able to dominate at their position. Somebody that uh, four-time scoring champion, four-time leader in steals, MVP, scored 50 on Kobe Bryant in the finals. Pound for pound, can I not argue that he's the GOAT? You know, so we talk about impact, we talk about Michael Jordan, somebody that changed the game forever and made it cool to have a two-guard instead of a big man in a basketball game, right? If we talk about impact in the sport, we got to mention Lawrence Taylor in football because he's the reason why all these left tackles getting paid after he snapped my man Joe Theismann leg in half, looking like a bendy straw. I know it's a little graphic for the early morning people, but hey, we got to keep it 100. That's the only rule on the show is so we keep it 100, right? I mean, now, if we're looking at championships, now, that's when he comes into discussion. Now, you got Tom Brady, the Michael Phelps of the world. You got Serena Williams. You know, it, it, it's so hard to quantify the goal because there's so many varying factors. So I just had to go ahead and get my little spill on, but... Don't forget, people, I want y'all to go ahead and come down here, chill with me, have a conversation with me. Come on down to the crib on the Takakasa hotline at 205-342-9904. Once again, that is 205-342-9904. Right now, I'm on the phone with Lake Martin John, my unofficial official co-host for the week. Hey, brother, how you doing, man? Hey, 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 good morning. Good morning, Josh. Good to talk to you. Well, you know, I had a couple of questions I wanted to talk to you about, and but, boy, you got me going, too, on this greatest thing. Because, in my opinion, Tom Brady's an alien. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I am uh, I'm 71, and I know, I, I'll tell you, I've watched my body, and to watch him do what he's doing at that level for that long, that's the only way I can explain it, is an alien. Greatest of all time, I would have to say so because of the wins. But, you know, if you go strictly on wins, there's a lot of people out there that aren't. Now, my generation was, we had a cat named Dan Marino. Ah, I like that. I don't think you can really judge him on just the wins. Uh, was he great? Of course he was. But I don't know. Wins, that that's the bottom line, though. That's what you are paid for at that level. So I guess you got to go with wins. So Tom Brady, in my opinion, is without question the greatest and uh I don't, I don't see uh, – I love Patrick Mahomes. I love watching him, but I don't know that he's going to be able to touch what Tom's done. What about you? Oh, man. See, this, and this is exactly why you're my unofficial official co-host because you ask all the right questions, you come in with perspective, and you're making me think, brother. So I appreciate you for that, first and foremost, man. But right. like you said, man, when it comes to wins, there are a lot of guys that we mentioned. Like I said, when we come to championships, who then did it better than Michael Phelps in his given sport? Who did it on the level of a Serena Williams who got 22 grand slams, right? I mean, yeah, if we're thinking about championships, Bill Russell got 11 of them things. Now, to me, he'll never be – I love me some Bill Russell. He definitely had an impact on basketball, and not only basketball, but in the community with the um, with the uh, Cleveland Summit when he met up with Jim Brown and Muhammad Ali to help Muhammad Ali once he had his thing with the whole Vietnam War, right? But um, when, when we also when we come to winning, we got to mention Floyd Money Rayweather now, too. Floyd ain't never lost. Hey, what what my man LeVar Ball say? Never lost. One-on-one. And the thing about the quarterback position. uh, The thing about the quarterback position is as much as we love the quarterback, as much as it's enamored in the um in the um are embedded in the culture, at least in an American culture, because you know, you can be in a business meeting, somebody say, Oh yeah, I'm the quarterback of the business, right? But it's a it's a dependent position. And we seen it last we seen it last night in the Super Bowl because and, and this, and we always gonna celebrate Tom. I'm never a hater, but we wanna appreciate him in his moment. But Patrick Mahomes is a better talent than Tom Brady. He just didn't yeah. have no, he didn't have no tackles. Like I said last, the other day, he had more pressure on him than a single mother. Do I think Tom Brady? You put Tom Brady behind that offensive line. Do I think he win that game? Uh, no. Nah. And if we talk about wins, Tom did not beat twice by Eli, and it can't be luck. Now I'm not saying Eli better than Tom. Now that's blasphemy. But just to give a parallel and example, and to go back to your point about winning, um. I think I think wins does count, but I do think there's such thing as a narrative that drives uh that drives the conversation. Albeit it can be pervasive because like me and you, we winners, baby. We like winning at, at all costs, right? And right. but the media 
outside of myself. We love to create narratives because that's how we generate the money, right? So when we think about winning, people love to mention Michael Jordan being 6-0 in the finals, but they don't want to mention he was 1-9 without Scottie Pippen. He couldn't get to the out the first round without Scottie Pippen. Ooh, people, that's, go ahead, yeah, sir. And, you know, I, I think that we had something occur yesterday afternoon on Tide 109 that proves where people's heads are. I think it was Ryan Fowler who had the question, you know, the best quarterback in uh, in Saban's era, and everybody gravitated to three rings on Mac. I mean, not Mac, yeah. three rings on AJ McCarron's fingers, and so human nature it just gravitates towards. Do you produce or not? You know, we love right. Tua. We love the personality. We do. But man, you know, I mean, AJ and uh, Mac. You know, they were the ones who were getting them because they did the winning. Mm. And that and that's so, a good point. That's a great point. I think human human nature would just naturally gravitate to that. Okay, now on the round ball. Uh I'm trying to uh, uh I'm trying to analyze this game coming up with South Carolina. I go look at things and I it's it's a fault because I mean, man, I will look at, you know, well, Florida beat Georgia and LSU beat Florida. So LSU is going to kill Georgia. It don't work that way all the time. Now in football, it's you can get away with that some because you know there's some that are obvious, mm-hmm. but you can't get away with that in basketball. I'm trying to branch out. I actually watched some Big Ten round ball, and I was okay. watching Iowa. Shout they, out to you. They not, they lost to Ohio State. Turn around and lost to Indiana. Now that just defied all the the. Statistics about you know so and so beat so and so so and so beat so and so. I'll hang up and listen, but you tell me why a basketball team you, you, those those things don't matter at all. Right. So as far as the South Carolina Alabama thing, I'm glad that you see because that's what got me in trouble this season, man. We was doing pick and I was trying to do the deductive reasoning of the group. Well, Georgia beat Florida, so. Florida can't be that good because we beat Florida. That, it, it don't work like that, man. That's a good point that you made. But as far as uh, Alabama and South Carolina and basketball just in general, with it only being 10 players on the court at the time as opposed to 22 in football, talent is usually going to win, you know, uh, because they can they have more control over the game, right, because it's less, it's less moving factors, you know. All right. Um, so the only reason why, and of course I'm, this is Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. I'm a homer. Of course I'm gonna go for my team, but from an unbiased perspective, right? The beauty of basketball is you're always in the game, especially with the, uh, the adventation of the three pointer, right? Because mm-hmm. you got to get the ball back. See, the thing about football is if what Nick Saban the master, Bill Belichick, the master is, uh, I'm gonna set it up to the point where I get the ball, I'm gonna score. And then once I'm up, I'm just going to hold the ball. Because you can do that in football. But in basketball, it's give and take, baby. So it's you're always on edge for an upset. Now, I do think we're a more talented team. I think that we're a better shooting team. And we've also proven that we can win in different ways. Now, although Kentucky may not be as talented as they historically been or historically or usually are, right, we still played a low-scoring game that was about scrap, tenacity, uh, getting out on the boards, um, uh, making hustle plays, 50-50 balls, getting to the free throw line, and just being one of the best defensive teams. So I'm not saying South Carolina don't like doesn't have a chance, you know what I'm saying, but I like our chances, if that makes sense. Hey, you know what? You reminded me of something I wanted to hang on and let you know. I bore the difference in football and basketball. Listen, the Bucks were up by 22 points. Was there anybody that all through the entire fourth quarter that thought that that Kansas City could win that game? No, though, though I don't believe anybody in Kansas City even thought <laughs> them. They were down twenty-two and four. But listen to this: Alabama was down twenty-two to Missouri, mm. and holy cow! I mean, they they were just a, a lucky shot away from winning that game. Mm. And I see what I tell. This is my un- every time he called, don't put his name. Say my unofficial official co-host, because the brother is speaking fact. Have you ever thought about starting a church, my brother? Because you're preaching. You're preaching the gospel right now. The truth. Oh, I love my church, man. You got me now. I, I, I love <laughs> me and Joe. Me and Joe, we know what the church is all about. Man. I like that. I like that, man, because you're preaching the gospel, man. That's and the, that's the love of uh, basketball, too. That's why March Madness is a billion-dollar company. It's like one game. 
It's the same thing with football, of course. And football is, of course, it's more physically demanded. We're not going to be able to have series without somebody seriously compromising the health. But it's just the bounce of the ball. Like, look at um last year, or year before last, when Kawhi Leonard hit that game winning shot over Joel Embiid, a seven-foot-one guy who his arm probably got an arm spin about seven eight. He hit the man, he hit a shot from the corner and it bounced around the rim seven times and went in. You know, it, it's just it's the beauty of knowing that, man, it, just the way that the ball bounced. Same thing with football, but to a lesser degree, because like I said, you can sit on the, you know, any smart, you, you can just sit on the ball. But in basketball, you got to give it a take, man. But, man, that, that's the beauty of sports, right? You can't ever give up in basketball. After I saw that, that Bama game, we're down 22. Man, I, I'll never give up. But, uh, yeah, so listen, man, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the game. Is it going to be on tide or is it going to be on the bear? Bill, uh, 95-3 the bear. All right, 95 through. All right, thank you guys. Hey, God bless you. Have a great day, boys. All right, you too, brother. All right, folks, we just had a great conversation. You see what happens when you come down to the crib, you chill with us, and we have a good time. We can have discourse in a positive manner this morning. We can get that morning off to a good start. Hopefully, you already are doing that, and then hopefully, I can help you with that. But right now, unfortunately, man, you know how them bills is, man. We got this light bill. I got to take care of it, man. I can't be sitting here in the dark. But y'all stay tuned in to Tide 100.9. I'm going to be right back. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, everything pretty quiet on the roadways as we crank up our Tuesday morning drive. Remember, the right lane on McFarland eastbound under 2059 will be closed today for bridge work. If you see other conditions, just give us a call. Now's the time to grab the savings at your hometown Nissan dealer. It's Towns of Nissan of Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. The weather unseasonably mild today. A mixture of clouds and sunshine. Tuscaloosa's high at 71. For tonight, becoming mostly cloudy, the low at 47. Tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day. Potential for a few scattered rain showers. The high tomorrow at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and every Everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. What's going on? What's going on? Good people. Good morning. We are still here with you. Hopefully you're still here with me. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me and I appreciate it. We appreciate it here at Tide 100.9. Now I want to welcome you again to the Martin Houston show presented to you by Takakasa. And we, uh, you know, we just tell them anytime you want to go get, do your thing, man. Tell them Josh sent you. Well, no, tell them Martin sent you. They don't know who I am just yet, but you know, tell them Martin sent you. We're going to try to get that discount for you now. I have a very special guest right now, man. Uh, somebody that's out here in these uh, these UA streets, if you know what I mean, out here getting you the latest news, just like us, man. He's a brother that's on this grind, and I have to support it. And I gotta, uh, I gotta bring him. I gotta bring him in, man. So, uh, DC Capstone Report. How you doing, man? What's going on with you? Doing good, Josh. How you doing this morning? Good to hear you on the show today. I appreciate it, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing wonderful. Glad to be a part of the part of the program. You're doing a great job. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. So I so for what my my uh, what boss man tell me, he tell me that you all things Alabama, sir. Well, I am. I I, I try to be anyway. It's been my passion uh, most of uh, most all of my life. You know, when you're born in Alabama, you got to pick and choose. And of course, I was born and picked Alabama, so that's that's the team I've been supporting all my life. And Love everything about Alabama football, baseball, basketball, everything that's Alabama. That's kind of what we cover at the D.C. Capstone Report. I like that. I like that, man. You you chose right. <laughs> you chose right, man. Uh, so it's a lot of things going on as far as the uh, Alabama quarterback, as far as the second level in the NFL. So, man, I wanted to get your opinion on a couple of things, right? So right now we have a lot of guys in the midst of trade talks, uh, Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. I want you to give me a um, – since, like I said, you all things Alabama, we're going to compare notes. We're going to compare scouting reports. I want to see what you think. I want to see what situation you think they fit in. And do they deserve to be traded? 
we're gonna try to keep it as unbiased as possible. I know I am, you know, the, it's part it's part of the job, you know. I love you know what I'm saying, me and Jay Hurts go way back like uh like cornrows and pimps back in the day, but it's nothing it's nothing new, you know what I'm saying? We just gonna try to keep it uh, fair and keep it honest and objective. So what do you think of the Jalen Hurts uh or the quarterback controversy with the Philadelphia Eagles and how does this affect Jalen Hurts and how can he overcome it? What's going on? Well, I think uh you know, Jalen Hurts is no uh, stranger to quarterback controversy. He's huh, right. no person to duck his head and run when there's a when there's competition. So I think what's happened is this. I think Jalen Hurts has gone into that locker room, and in a matter of a year, he's been able to win over a lot of folks in the locker room just because of the kind of guy that Jalen Hurts is. And that's a, that's a complete individual. That's his personality. That's his leadership. Uh, that's his ability to play. And when he's given the chance to play, he's done a good job. So, I think that creates in itself. He's created the quarterback controversy because you have an entrenched starter that's been there for quite a while, and uh, he has not been doing so well. So when Jalen Hurts comes in, he brings in, uh, as you and I know, everybody wants to be uh, that passion, and he right. brings in that passion as a leader uh, and and to get things done. So I think he's created the controversy, and I I think he fits well in Philadelphia. I, I, I think he would, uh, I, if it was me, I would not trade him. I, w- I would trade, uh, uh, you know, Carson Wentz somewhere else and try to get some good players to surround Jalen Hurts, and, and, and that's where I would go if, I, if it was in my opinion. I just feel like that he's probably the better uh, better quarterback in that quarterback room uh, to lead uh, uh, to lead Philadelphia. And I know there's talk about uh, Tua being traded from, from Miami to mm-hmm. Philadelphia and sending Carson Wentz somewhere else and getting Deshaun Watson into Miami, but in my opinion, Miami needs to stick with Tua uh, where he is. I, I think he, he's got the same qualities that, that Miami needs uh, in the quarterback room now to lead them in the direction they need to go. So I wouldn't make the trade uh, that everybody's talking about if that's what you're asking. Okay. See, and I, and I agree with you on the Jalen Hurst point because I feel that history always repeats itself, right, brother? And I'm looking at somebody in Jalen Hurts. I think he's a more athletic Donovan McNabb. And people sleep on the name of Donovan McNabb, but he man, he was getting into the NFC Championship on a consistent basis. Of course, under the uh, the offensive uh, guru or genius, as we like to call him, uh, Andy Reid. But man, he was a great thrower of the ball. Uh, somebody that both around six two. Now Donovan McNabb was a little bit heavier, but I think Jalen Hurts being lighter makes him a more a little bit more of a dynamic athlete. And I don't think he's uh he's lacking of arm strength either, right? And for Jalen Hurts to come in and beat a playoff team. And a top 10 defense in New Orleans, I really think people don't understand how hard it is to beat good teams in football because they have a week to, you know, they have a week to prepare for you, right? This isn't basketball where it's day to day. And today I might be playing the Spurs. The next day I'm playing the Lakers. Then the next day, the day after that, I'll be playing the Timberwolves, right? They have a whole week to prepare for you. And I think once Jalen Hurts um, showed me that he can beat a playoff team with the, with a team that, let's be honest, is mediocre around them, like, you can't name me somebody off the Philadelphia Eagles that's just, you know, that's a star. That's somebody else that you want to build around, right? And then the very next game, he went and competed against uh, Kyler Murray, who was in early MVP talk. So I definitely agree with you. And he was a Hail Mary away from winning that game, right? So I definitely agree with you there, man. I, it's just going to be so hard to move Wentz in that contract. I'm just, I, I'm just, you know... I'm trying to uh, play GM a little bit and wonder where he'll end up going. But hopefully they can get a first-round pick, man, and that way they can get more weapons because this is a deep receiving core this year. I think they already have the sixth pick. It would be nice to see if they can just go ahead and try to double up on weapons. You know, That's what I would do if I was them. Now, going to the Tua situation, right? So I, I think we all we all embrace uh, Tua as somebody, as a high-character guy. He's a stand-up dude, you know, um, He's not somebody that's going to be a locker room cancer. He's somebody that's a leader. I, I believe is a leader amongst men. He leads uh, with an example. Um, of course, he gives the, the perfect quarterback PR statements that drive me crazy. It's like, too, you know you don't feel good about getting benched by, by, uh, for Ryan Fitzpatrick. You ain't got a lot of us. But, hey, man, he, he's just that guy. Um, and I think he has somebody – I think he's somebody that can develop into a, uh, to a Drew, Drew Brees-type level. You know, that's a Super Bowl quarterback. But at the same time, Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson. And and when you take into and we contextualize and we uh lay down the framework that Tua was getting benched in the fourth quarter, uh for Ryan Fitzmagic, um and they won a couple games like that. How do you uh how do you feel about that? Well, I understand what you're saying, but I I think that uh, they've already invested the time in the Tua. They they he is great in the locker room. The people love him in Miami. The, the people around him play with him, love him. Mm-hmm. 
the leadership loves him. I, I think that uh, it'd be hard to, you know, give up on a guy in one year that's uh, done so much for you and, and, and invested so much in you. My, my personal opinion is Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback, and I think he's at that level that can take a team who's right on the cusp of, of winning an, a Super Bowl and push them to the next level. You see what Tom Brady was able to do with Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, we, you, you talked about Tom Brady and his uh, acumen about how great he is. And but the greatest thing about Tom Brady is not the championships he's won, but the, being able to make all those around him better uh, by ratcheting up the commitment level and uh, of the players around him. So Deshaun Watson has the ability to, to take his talent and go into a, t- a team that's very close uh, to that level and push them to the Super Bowl. So. If I was Deshaun Watson or his advisors or his agents, I would I would be looking for a different team than Miami right now. I think Miami's solid, and I think Miami knows that and would stick with Tua. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and 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 to counter that, I do feel like 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 I said, man, Tua has the potential to be a Hall of Fame quarterback because he has the moxie, he has the confidence, he has the right zip on the ball. The only thing that's going to worry, and this is the thing that's going to play into account, is he does have an injury history, right? Now, I believe Deshaun Watson did tear his ACL once, but ever since then he hasn't missed, I don't think he missed any other games, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm getting my stats correct. And the thing is, it's too, it's too adorable. And, of course, this is for the sake of conversation. We don't want to wish uh, harm on the men, but we just got to ask these questions, right? So with that in mind, too, now, we all know that one of the reasons Deshaun Watson wanted to demand a trade was because they didn't uh, hire Eric B. Enemy, who was the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I truly think in Deshaun Watson's heart, it's kind of like, uh, I'm sure you follow the NBA, it's kind of like when LeBron, when Kevin Durant won the MVP, but LeBron was still considered the best player. I feel like Deshaun Watson, he's coming off statistically his, be- his statistical best season. He's saying, man, you put me around some guys and you give me a defense, you give me the guy that Patrick Mahomes got, I can show you I'm better than Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he all in these State Farm commercials. Oh, that's cool. I want to directly compete with him. And I think he does want to uh, stay in the AFC. And plus, he want to compete against uh, Josh Allen, too, because they're somebody that people are ranking above him. I was having a conversation with uh, with my homeboy the other day, Michael Bruner. Shout out to him. He's one of the entire, uh, 100.9 interns. We was doing this on uh, Tie uh, Tonight, actually, which is from 6 to 7, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Y'all can check that out. But... You know, we was talking to him, and he put Josh Allen above Deshaun Watson, right? And it's just like, I think Deshaun Watson really want to have an opportunity to compete with these guys. So if I'm his advice, I'm like, man, I'm, I am I don't know. Miami sound good, and the weather nice. The ladies nice. The food good. You know, it's a melting pot. You got you some, you got the Latina thing going on. Of course, you got the brothers down there. You know, you got you got a little bit of everything in Miami, man. So what team do you think Deshaun Watson should go to if not Miami? Because I, I think Miami. And like I said, the only reason I would trade to is because he's a great quarterback, but he's not great now. Deshaun Watson top five right now. You get what I'm saying? But that's just my opinion. Who do you think Deshaun Watson want to go to? And we can get to some other uh, Alabama quarterback talk because I know that's your specialty. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if it had been my uh, – before all this t- trade talks, uh, you know, started all the trading started this year uh, in the offseason, what I would have done, I would have looked for a team like Indianapolis who was right Ooh. there in the playoffs and okay. has a great defense and has some great uh, uh, wide receivers and, and, and backs around him and went to a team like that that I could have – Immediately taken to Super Bowl, got past the uh, other AFC teams and getting to the Super Bowl. So uh, that's what I would have looked for if I had been his agent uh, early on. If he'd been interested in trade, that I would I'd wanted to send him to, to a team that's like that. Uh, that uh, you know, it, that's that's where you want. You want to go into a situation that's already built. You're already there. You just no, there's nobody you have to worry about rebuilding. You no, know, Tampa Bay was waiting on uh, Tom Brady to get there, and right. look what he did. He took him to the Super Bowl. That's what. That's the kind of situation you want. Okay, that's it, man. That that's a uh, that's really an astute observation by you, man. But uh, right now, man, I see that that repo man looking a little. He on my my little Honda Element right now, so I gotta I gotta pay this uh, I gotta pay this car note real quick, brother. But we gonna come right back and talk some more football, man. Very knowledgeable guy. Make sure that y'all come in and call me on the Takakasa hotline at 205-342-9904. Come down to the crib with me and Capstone Report, DC Capstone Report. Let me put some respect on his name, but we will be right back at Tide 100.9. Y'all stay tuned in. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, everything pretty quiet on the roadways as we crank up our Tuesday morning drive. Remember, the right lane on McFarland eastbound under 2059 will be closed today for bridge work. If you see other conditions, just give us a call. Now's the time to grab the savings at your hometown Nissan dealer. It's Towns and Nissan of Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their Ah. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com, that's peptalks35.com, or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Old school and smooth, man. That's what the music is, and that's what I am, too. <laughs> man, we are live on location at Tide 100.9. This is the Martin Houston Show. I am, you can call me the backup quarterback for the week. Um, we're going to speaking in advance. Mayor Houston has run his mayoral campaign. We're wishing him the best of luck on that. And right now, you know, I'm just taking over, trying to help out do what I do. You know, uh, coming live to you with DC Capstone Report, man, a very knowledgeable guy on all Alabama sports, a very... Uh, fundamentally sound man can talk sports with you all day brother so we were talking about Deshaun Watson and all that and uh the Texans and all that right and I wanted to um I wanted to make a parallel real quick before we had to get to this caller but um I want to make a parallel real quick to the Bill o- what do you think of the Bill O'Brien hire well Alabama hiring Bill O'Brien I think was a, was a great move uh you know Bill O'Brien had some Great, great years at uh, in in football way before he got to the to the forefront of head coaching. But when he was head coach at Penn State, did some really good things. But he has a great offensive mind, and I really believe that uh, uh, he can come in Alabama and and really ratchet up, even make us even uh, better than we were before, because he brings in some nuances. And I think what you've seen is every time we brought in another offensive coordinator. Uh, Coach Saban has put his little stamp on there because he likes this that Lane Kiffin did. He likes this that Steve Sarkeesian has mm, done. That's deep. He's going to like some things Bill O'Brien has done. And he's going to add some things to it. So I don't think you're going to be revamping the offense. It's going to be adding a few things to it and making it much much harder to defend against. See, but the only thing is I think you got to revamp it when you lose a um, first-round pick in Mac Jones, who could have been a Heisman winner. You lose another first-round pick in Najee Harris, that could have been a Heisman And then you – and we can debate this later, but – one of my probably my favorite, him and Mark Ingram, my favorite Alabama player of all time, one of the greatest, arguably the greatest Alabama football player of all time, and Devontae Silk is Smooth Smith, right? So I do think it's going to have to be revamped because if we look at our personnel, I'm looking well. First and foremost, 
as personnel, you got to have the uh, Jackson Joes to get the X's and O's. So when I'm looking at it from a personnel standpoint, we got a quarterback that's a little bit more mobile than uh, than Mac Jones and Bryce Young. That's I'm presuming is going to be the starter. You can talk about that because you probably have more information on that than I do. Um, we got uh, a backfield full of, I'm talking about a room full of running backs. Trey Sanders, I believe, Brian Robinson coming back. Jason McClellan is coming. You know, so we got to... Um, it's, it's kind of like, do we go back to this? And then we look at the other side of the ball as well on the defensive end. We got a lot of playmakers coming back. Brian Branch is coming back. We have a um, we have another defense. Uh, Will Anderson is coming back. He's going to be a playmaker. And we have we also have what's the other defensive back that I always make? It's always is Brian Branch. Um, Malachi Moore. Malachi. See that's. God bless you, brother. Malachi Moore. Um, and and it, it gets back to the point. Are, are we going to go back to the old school ground and pound and try to defend? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm thinking, because I'm looking at Bill O'Brien for his uh, seven years, he was top ten in rushing attempts and um, in rushing yards, and he also incorporated a lot of RPOs and found a lot of success on the play action pass with Deshaun Watson, who I think he's going to use. He's going to use Bryce Young like Deshaun Watson to draw that parallel. So, what do you think of that? Before we get I, to these calls, I think you're correct in that, but I don't think that's going to be revamping. I think we're going to have some big, big playmakers on offense that you're going to see step up in the wide receiver position, and. And they're going to be comparable to what we've had uh, probably uh, in the in the years, last couple of years. So I don't think we're going to do away with our passing game. I think our passing game is going to be really good. I think Bryce Young, you know, you got Bryce Young, you got Paul Tyson, uh, Mike, but I, I don't want anybody to sleep on the freshman that's coming in, Jalen Milrow. Oh, yes, yes, coming yes. In, you know, there's, there's been a time when we slept on some freshmen. You know, we <laughs> slept on Jalen Hurts, and he yes, stepped sir. out there in the UCSC game, UCSC game and did, did his thing. So uh, let's let's. That's not just go ahead and crown Bryce Young the, the starter just yet, although I think you're correct. That's the assumption that he's going to be the starter. I think Paul Tyson can be a comparable backup, uh, but I think we ought to let's see what Jalen Milrow does when he gets in uh, the system and, and, can, and can compete at least. I think there'll be more of a competition than there was last year. So, Hey, man, I'm glad. I want you to stick on that point, man, because I'm going to come back and we're going to chop it up on that. Hey, man, what's up, Pat? What's going on, brother? We're glad that you're here to come and kick it with us, man. How you doing, man? Yeah. Good morning, Josh. Hey. It is Josh Ray, is it correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Man, uh, I had never talked to you before, I don't believe. Uh, <laughs> but hey, you're you're all you're all wet on uh, revamping hey this uh the our new offensive coordinator, he took a Penn State program that was in shambles right. and made them competitive. And I realize it's not the SEC up there. It's just the Big Ten. I mean, they they got people like Ohio State and Michigan, and there's not much to them, and never has been. <laughs> you a mind uh, reader. I was just going to get, I was going to get you on that, but you smart. Hey, man, that's, that's a smart brother right there. Keep on going. Oh, I, knew, I, I knew where you was coming from, and it's not the SEC. Uh, however, that uh, Coach Saban is reloading this program. We just brought in the greatest class ever in the history of 24-7 sports. Do you understand? Coach Saban is a great closer. He just brought in, and I realize he's only a true freshman, but a true freshman can play running back in the SEC. And Mm -hmm. he he run a 10-600 meters as a sophomore. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand. That's Olympic speed, brother. Personified. Mm-hmm. Do you hear what I'm saying? Oh, I hear you loud and clearly, baby. All right. Now, that being said, he just brought in wide receivers that, hey, not only, hey, he's the fastest player that the state of Florida has seen in quite some time, maybe ever. Yeah, right. Getting all the way back to Baker High School, uh, where they had uh, speed back. In 1976, I mean, they had guys running. It was, uh, and this guy's faster than those people are. Hmm. Okay. I'm talking about Larry. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm just telling you that we have the quarter, our, our quarterback. Hey, but they don't sleep on Bryce. Hey, our quarterback. Hey, he beat. Hey, that fellow that's up there at uh, Clemson. Hey, hmm. he destroyed him in high school. Right. They both from okay. California, right? Hey, so, so, hey, 
But and I realize that's only high school. But what I'm telling you is that the future is bright. Mm-hmm. Hey, we are loaded. Uh, but this is going to be Brian Robertson's chance to show what he did. He had a couple games in high school where he ran for 500 yards his own self. And uh, Brian had had a chance to be the man. All right. Because, hey, Najee was so great. Mm-hmm. But, hey, the backfield is loaded. And that's what that's the point I'm hey, speaking the to, Pat. offensive line, hey, our, our offensive line, hey, it's going to be fantastic. I promise you this. We just brought in an NFL offensive line coach that's going to step up the offensive line. Right. Hey, this is a process. You are, you, you're trying to get too much clickbait. And, uh, hey, and I know I know that the co-hosts there will flat agree with me. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, okay. that's how you feel, brother. But let me go ahead and educate you real quick. Since, okay. So, you know, right. educate you real quick. Hold on. Pat, 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 you didn't have you had four minutes. Let me let me get let me get two. <laughs> you you got your four minutes in, man. I'll let you talk. Let me let me let me do my thing. Let me show you a little something, right? right? So now when you say offensive line, you said this is one of the greatest, uh, actually it is the greatest um recruiting class that we had. So I'm looking at it right now. JC Latham is a what, brother? A offensive tackle. Tommy Brockmeyer is a what? Offensive tackle. The other five star that is ranked number one in the state of Alabama, who I went to see play is Jaquincy. Excuse me, McKinstry, right? That's a defensive player. So when I think of an aspect of we have a loaded, um, we have a loaded running back, right? We have a loaded running back room, correct? That's what you just said. That's what you just yep. told me now. Okay, yep. I'm making sure that you're sticking with me now. Now we have a better offensive line. When you think of offensive line play and you think of historically how we've won all these championships in the Saban era, have we used powerful offensive linemen in a power run scheme, play action pass? to make it easier on our quarterbacks, especially in their first year? Yes or no? No, because... Wait a minute. Hold on, Pat. I'm not, not to interrupt you, but the only... I'm not saying that I'm always right. I'm not Jesus. But I'm telling you, the only the only rule on my show is to keep it real. But go ahead, brother, because I got to okay. get the time. Hey, hey, I'm going to keep it real. Hey, wide receivers, hey, we are loaded down with wide receivers. We're going to be better at the tight end position than we were last year. Mm-hmm. Hey, because he is he is becoming a phenomenal player. You talking about your little business, I right? promise you number nineteen, hey, we're gonna be able to run and gun. Yeah. Hey, this guy is fast. Hey, our quarterback Bryce is fast, fast. And if he yeah. can't do it, hey, I promise you this, Paul Tyson can make all the throws. I understand. If he can make all the throws if he can make all the throws he would get he would get some snaps. If he can make all the throws, he wouldn't have been third string last year. But hey, everybody can improve. We've seen what Joe Burrow did. But when let's first and foremost, I thank you for the call, brother. But I got to get to Tom because he's been waiting patiently. But so I will say this: I still want to. If you hang on and, and come back and do this again, we'll talk. I got that, man. I'm, be, I'm here all week, baby. So come holler at me, man. You be all easy right. until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. And to speak to Pat Point, we gotta we gotta speak facts. Last time I checked, the person who changed this program history who opened the floodgates for the dynasty was a running back, Mark Ingram. Last time I checked, he was the first Heisman winner. Last time I checked, Derrick Henry ended up winning the Heisman. We have historically been a running team, and I think we're going to get back to that only because, A, we have a loaded running back field. B, we have a great offensive line. Two, we have uh, two five-stars coming. And the the play to your offensive line, you're usually going to run the ball. And we got to change the connotation of revamp. Revamp means improve. Revamp means something, uh, a 2.0 source. I'm not saying we're not, we're going to go back to Bear Bryant offense and we're going to run the ball 50 times. That's not going to happen because you can't win like that. But I'm saying if you have a young quarterback, you got to play to your strengths. We got more playmakers coming in on the defensive end as far as experienced playmakers coming in than offense because we lost a lot of guys to the first round of the draft. Now, Tom. I thank you for patiently waiting, man. I wanted to go ahead and get you in, man. Josh, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you, brother? I'm good. DC, you're doing good this morning, I hope. I'm doing great, Tom. Glad to hear you from you today. Yeah, that's good. I always look forward to Tuesdays, and uh, I appreciate y'all taking my call. I, I want to change gears a little bit. Josh, if you don't care. Oh, no. You go ahead, man. It's a democracy uh, here. <laughs> uh, Coach Scott. Uh, has taken a job with uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. 
And uh, DC, I want to ask you this, and I'll get both of y'all to to give your take on it. There was a scenario put out on the afternoon show yesterday that uh, Coach Scott might have been encouraged to move on to the NFL to enhance his career. And uh, that uh, Coach Saban uh, maybe sit down with him and said, look, to get to where you want to go, this might be a good uh, step for you. And uh, uh, take the Vikings job if, if you can get it. Uh, DC, what, what do you think about that scenario? And uh, the question is this. Do you think Coach Saban uh, is is trying to help some of these guys uh, get to be head coaching job uh, participants or candidates, if you would? And uh, what, what do you make of that uh, scenario? Uh, most definitely, I, I think Coach Saban is—he uh, wants to help his assistants better themselves, and I think he identifies some assistants that have head coaching uh, abilities, and he also identifies the, the, some some assistants that he feels like is going to need some help getting to that next level, to getting recognized, and and he's been there. He's he's, he's gone down this road, uh, both in the NFL and in college. And he wants to impart his wisdom to others. So I believe he helped Charles Huff more than he's helped anyone get a head coaching job. If you were to ask Charles Huff today, I guarantee you he would tell you that no one has gone out of their way any more than Coach Saban could to help him get the Marshall job. I feel like he's doing the same thing for Carl Stott. I believe he has identified that Carl Scott has uh, the ability to be a head coach. And I believe that he, he sat him down, he talked to him, and said, look, this is the route you can go, that if you if you want to uh, up your uh, chances uh, down the road, getting a head coaching job, and this, I think, you gain some experience from it. So I, I don't have any doubt that, that that scenario is most likely what took place. I think Coach Saban uh, personally invests in his assistants, and if they can better themselves, he's all for it. I don't think he, he doesn't like lateral moves. Uh, but when you're moving up, I think it's all for helping to move up. Hey, see, I, I want to bring this up, Josh. I'm sorry to be hogging the airtime, I, but I, I really think this is something that uh, that needs to be brought out because uh, about a year ago, maybe a little longer, uh, Coach Saban and Coach Loxley uh, got together with an organization to promote African-American candidates for head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really believe that this is a commitment that uh, Coach Saban takes seriously, and I believe this is probably uh, something that he studied, and I believe that Coach Scott is uh, maybe a candidate, maybe his first candidate, uh, to, to try to get uh, more African Americans in head coaching jobs. Uh, I'm going to hang up on that one. But uh, it's interesting to me, uh, this organization, to try to promote African-American uh, um, people into head coaching jobs. And when I, that scenario was thrown out there, I thought about that. And I thought, you know, when he commits to something, by God, he's all in on it. Okay, thank you for taking my call, Josh. Yes, sir. You're thank a great you. Great job, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, right. Hey, DC, this is what's, this is how we're going to run it, man. Right now, you know, I love the kids. I got to see my kids. So we're going to pay this child support real quick. We got some bills to pay. Y'all stay tuned in to Tide 100.9 and we'll get right back to it. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, I'm out and about checking on roadways. Everything looks good this morning, moving well on McFarland and Lurleen. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call. You know you can drive home in a brand new Nissan and save thousands right now with your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. 
Good morning. As Tuscaloosa and seven other COVID-19 mass vaccination sites enter a second day, there's concern not enough minorities are willing to take the vaccination. Health authorities warn the risk of not taking the vaccine is far greater than any other concern. If you are headed to work or school on eastbound McFarland Boulevard, be aware the outside lane directly under the interstate is closed till 11 o'clock tonight for arch construction. Keep up with local news on TuscaloosaThread.com. It's free. I'm Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. You. The sound of Bama Sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Y'all hear that sad music because you know it's almost time to go. We got two minutes. We're going to run a quick two-minute drill. So in closing, I want to preface my statement by saying, first and foremost, it's been an honor and it's been very a very good time with DC Capstone Report. But I gotta address what my man Tom said about the African American hiring process because it's near and dear to my heart. In case you can tell, I am a brother. I am of that community, so I'm gonna speak up for that community. The reason why we love Nick Saban is because he's not with the rah-rah and the theatrics of the NFL. The NFL going all about, we got both uh, a black artist and a white artist singing the Star Spangled Banner. We got everything in racism in the end zone. We got all the names of the people that's unfortunately been killed at the hands of police officers for unnecessary force on their helmets and stuff like that. But that's symbolic change. We don't care about none of that. We want to have people in position that can actually affect and make actual decisions such as head coaches and GMs. As you see, Coach Saban has helped somebody like Coach Scott get to an equitable position. He's seen somebody like Coach Huff get to an equitable position. So what I'm saying is this. We love the actress and we love the symbolics, but we need actual power players in the system in a league that is comprised of 70% of African-Americans. We need more GMs that can make decisions, that can help guide these guys and these players. We need more head coaches that can help guide these guys and these players. And it's only fair because that's just a representation of the league. So as I get off my soapbox, I want to allow DC Capstone Report to, man, just go ahead and run with it, man. Make sure you promote yourself. Any closing statement, man, go ahead and do your thing, man. Well, I just want to take the opportunity to agree with what you just said. Coach Saban is, used his credibility. In other words, he doesn't talk it; he does it. He calls behind the scenes to the to the, to the people in positions and in power to make decisions to get people hired, like Charles Huff and Mike Loxley and Carl Scott. So, I like it when you when you don't just show it uh, uh, on the surface that you're going to do something; you actually do it. And so, I think Coach Saban does that. Thank right. you for letting me be a part of your show this morning, Josh. It's DC with the DC Capstone Report. You can find us on the on our website, DC Capstone Report. Uh, we're in a hiatus right now as far as our podcast. We usually come right back up prior to spring practice. We shut down right after the national championship game. But we have some great content. So check us out on our Facebook page at DC Capstone Report. You can follow me on Twitter at DavidCott50. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is a celebration because we made it another hour, people. We one step closer to the goal. I want to say thank you for listening in. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. Make sure y'all catch me tomorrow. I'm here at the same time. Next, we got a show where my big brother, Joe Gaither, will be co-hosting. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned into that. I'm thankful forever. So y'all be good. Be easy.